Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, Adrian. I did it. A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Troy, welcome to the cave. Hey, hey, how you doing? Thank you for having me today. Thank you uh, for joining me today. Uh, you know, we get to have you on and talk about uh, Prey on Hulu, uh, your latest project, Anomaly Secret. But I was doing some research on you, man. You've done some pretty cool projects you've been part of. Uh, I have been fortunate. I have had a chance to work on some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. So uh, before we jump more into those, you know, like I said, I mentioned before we went on the air, I did some research on you, you know, from Quebec, born and raised. How did the whole acting bug hit you? Because I saw that both your parents are in the education system, teachers, uh, you went the opposite way. Uh, well, I actually did, believe it or not, have a short stint as a substitute teacher. So I did kind of dip my toes into that water. Um, wasn't the right temperature for me. Wasn't the right kind of, uh, you know, career path. Um, but as far as the acting bug is concerned, uh, growing up on the East Coast, I mean, being from a small village, no one really kind of had that on their radar. We did do some um, some skits at home, like way, way back in the day when I was a kid going through school, um, not everybody had access to a camera, but because my uncle was also a teacher, he also had access to the, the Betamax camera, what have you, back in the day, yeah. did bring it back uh, to the house on the weekends and we'd make like little skits and film them, but um, never did I ever think about pursuing a career in film. Uh, it wasn't until I was uh, graduated from university uh, that, um, the, 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 the bug kind of hit me. And I, I thought that it might be a great thing to, ch- to choose to go after considering that mm. it has always been kind of in the back of my mind. Oh, wow. So like, like growing up, like, was there any, like a certain movie or TV show that kind of like also pushed you to it or per- or fair person that you looked up to? Oh my goodness. So back in the day, I grew up on Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, right. Bruce Willis, um, uh, we would devour anything that had to do uh, with Vietnam. So we were watching, you know, Platoon. We were big on the Platoon movies, Tour of Duty, uh, Hamburger Hill, um, you know, any of those, uh, those films. So those were very big influences uh, for me as a, as a young boy growing up. Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned all those films. How much do you think all these films have changed throughout the years? You're talking about, you're, you just mentioned 80s and 70s. And now, you know, all these, the way things are made <laughs> now and everything. What a big difference. Oh, it's a huge difference now. Um, you know, with CGI, uh, you know, back in the day, everything was practical. Uh, you mm. know, now now you have that luxury of having some more uh, CGI come into play with the storytelling. Yeah. What's your thoughts when you go back and watch those old movies? Because I know you probably do. You seem like that type of guy. Well, I actually recently watched uh, We Were Soldiers with Mel Gibson. Um, and I did recently watch Apocalypse Now. Okay. Uh, again, I think in the last like month and a half or so, um, and uh, they're they're pretty big like epic story movies, um, you know, that are very classic and very uh, reminiscent of the day. Mm-hmm. What's one movie that if you're channel surfing and it's on, you leave it on? I think anything with, uh, you know, Mel Gibson back in the day, um, anything with Brad Pitt, anything with Denzel Washington, uh, I'll just mm. stop and I'll watch. But, uh, same, same thing. Like, it's funny because I have two young kids and if I put something 80s on, they just get mad at me. 
Oh, are you certain they love the eighties stuff? <laughs> no, no, they tell me to change it. They're not into it. Oh no, okay. Uh, oh, gotcha. I try to, I gotcha. try to push the eighties things into it. You know, with like the whole Back to Future, Karate Kid, that type of thing. They want nothing yeah. to do with it. No, what, what are they into these days? <laughs> oh, just the, you know the usual Disney stuff right now. They're they're kind of young, you know, seven and four. You know, can't really. Oh uh... yeah. <laughs> What's been your favorite project you've worked on? Do you think? Because I mentioned earlier, you know, you not only you've done Prey, and but we also we've seen you on like you know million little things, Peacemaker, just name if you, The Stand, Riverdale. Oh God, it's hard to narrow down one um, that is my favorite. I mean, the one that has been recent was Prey. Uh, being in Calgary, uh, we were on location for three months uh, out there shooting. Um, we were located in Calgary City Center, but all of the shooting was uh, outside of city bounds, uh, way over by the Rocky Mountains. And it was just so beautiful and amazing to be, you know, so uh, immersed uh, in, in that kind of setting. It, it made the acting and performance so much easier, you know, being there and, and living and experiencing it. Yeah. So speaking of the prey, you know, like I watched this, I was on vacation during the summer and I decided to put it on. But at first I was, I was like skeptical of it. Were you like that when you, when you first read the script? Cause I was like, all right, we've had all these predator movies, you know, and now they're going to do a prequel and they're going way back in the prequel. And it's like, but I, when I watched it, I watched it with my brother-in-law. We're in the, in, in the living room yeah. watching it. And we're like, I was amazed by it. I was impressed by it. I enjoyed the movie. It's a fantastic movie. Um, when we were there, uh, myself, Nelson, who plays Wax Mustache, uh, Mike Patterson plays Big Beard, and Bennett Taylor, who is uh, Raphael, uh, we were pretty close. And, you know, we were all reading the story. We were all very excited about it. And um, we, we knew that we were part of something special. Like, it was very cool with the casting choices, the locations, the storyline. I mean, Dan Trachtenberg, I mean, he's amazing. Uh, our producers that we had, Marty and Jane, um, Amber Mid Thunder, Dakota Beavers, uh, and of course, all this is wrapped in a Predator movie. So, yeah. you know, you, the hardest part was not telling anybody what you were doing because it was kind of so exciting to be part of that project. Yeah. And then when it came out, I mean, we couldn't have even have imagined how well it was going to be received. So it's done extremely well. Yeah. Well, I was reading last night that this was Hulu's biggest movie release, right? Yeah. Yeah, number one streaming, not only on Hulu, but uh, I think Disney Plus in Canada and uh, stars down in South America. So it's been very well received all over the place. Yeah. Now, how were you, uh, how were you approached for the, for the movie? Tell us about that. Tell us about your audition and uh, a little bit about Spyglass. <laughs> uh, well, nobody knew what we were auditioning for uh, back in the day. We, we, yeah. was just, we were told it was a period piece. Okay. We were told it was French Trapper. And um, all of us guys had the beard sides when we auditioned. So we were all auditioning okay. for that, that, that same part. And from those, then they kind of just cast uh, myself and Nelson and, uh, and Bennett. Um, as far as preparing for the role, obviously, you just want to you know, try to grow the beard as fast as possible, let the hair go. Yeah. Um, we had come across a few uh, documentaries that we were watching a few audio books from back in the day uh, that we were kind of devouring. Um, and as far as role preparation, I, I watched a lot of uh, movies, uh, Last of the Mohicans, uh, you know, the, the Patriot, anything from that time period that I could kind of just kind of ingest the way people moved, people interacted, people spoke mm -hmm. and implemented into the role. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned you were, the, you were on set for three months. Well, on location for three months. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, how was it with the beard and the long hair for three buns? Did it drive you crazy? 
<laughs> well, this is actually my default now. So basically, uh, I've come to the realization that when I'm clean cut, uh, you know, I, I actually book more uh, interesting roles when I look like this. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So speaking of this kind of um, uh, look for roles, uh, I've got a piece coming out for Washington Black, which will also be streaming on Hulu. Uh, I can't say too much about it, but I can obviously they, they tell you it's from back in the late 1800s. Yeah. And I do play a Frenchman. So you can kind of connect the dots there to see where that's kind of going. Um, so, yeah, no, it, it actually works. Plus, it just gives you a bit more range when you've got uh, a little bit of hair and a little bit of beard going on. Is there like another time piece you want to play someday? You've done, the, you know, you said 1800s, you've done the, the prey era. Is there any other uh, you want to try to tackle in your life? Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. It, it's like, what time period do I not want to play? Um, I would love to do a World War II film. I'm fascinated with the 1940s. Okay. Um, I would love to do uh, like a gladiator type. That was also another big movie growing up with mm -hmm. Russell Crowe. Um, you know, any of those time periods I'm, I'm just fascinated with. And I love kind of like transporting and, and taking on those characters living in those environments. How about our Star Wars? I see the Empire Strikes Back uh, poster oh. behind you. Oh, well, absolutely. Star Wars is without question. Uh, you know, I, I, I think like all little kids, I've been a Star Wars fan since the first time I laid eyes on it. Yeah. And uh, I've been fortunate enough to. Have you heard of Bucketheads by any chance? Does that ring a bell? I just saw something about that. Was that on a YouTube or something? Is that what yeah, Bucket yeah, so yeah, okay, yeah. That is correct. So Bucketheads is a fan series, um, but they have taken the level of production from from this this Star Wars fan film series to the next level. Like when you watch this, like the blaster shots from the Stormtrooper blasters look like 100% legitimate. Um, they have an indoor space fight scene that, you know, looks almost like it did back in, you know, Return of the Jedi. Um, but I have the, the, the fortunate uh, thing of working on this project with them. So I play one of the lead Stormtroopers. I've been in a TK outfit, which is also living one of the childhood dreams. So, yeah, that's another film series that I would love to get into if, if that's at all a possibility is the Star Wars franchise. Yeah. Well, my next question was actually going to be is like, have you ever had an, an opportunity to audition for anything like that? For uh, not at, well, um, uh, what was I going to say? Not, well, Prey is Disney. Uh, Washington Black is 20th Century Studios, which is also owned by Disney. Okay. Um, and I think that's it. But uh, no, I am definitely open and willing for the possibilities. Mm. Now, Marvel, DC, what's your thoughts? Which one do you, uh, do you enjoy? <laughs> I have to ask you, since we're talking uh, about Star Wars, might as well dive right yeah. into that too. You know, I, um, I haven't really drawn a line in the sand. I'm kind of open. I'm kind of yeah. by universe. You know what I mean? Like DC yeah. or Marvel. I'm kind of open to both at this point. There you go. There you go. Now, for, for, go back a little bit on the prey. Like, what was your favorite moment in the film or, or, play, or scene that you shot? What scene? I think, um, I mean, the, 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 the most challenging one would have been the, the one up on the glade with the telescope. Okay. Um, that was, uh, that was uh, kind of like, it, it's just how things are in film. Mm. Um, we were waiting for a very specific type of light. Uh, we got the shot set up and um, Dane was there. There's some pictures kind of floating around where you see Dane uh, walking up and he's wearing kind of a, a gray jumpsuit. He's got the, the, the head on him. Mm. And uh, there's about six or seven horses behind. So we do a couple of rehearsals 
And like I said, it's Friday. People want to go home. The light's kind of closing in on you and the resets are pretty large. So you've got that pressure of making sure that you actually hit the beats that Dan's looking for to help properly tell the story. So yeah. you don't have to like do too many resets and you don't waste daylight. So that was uh, that was a challenging one. As far as the fun one, it was when we were all together in the uh, trapper camp. Okay. Yeah, that was a fun one because we all had a chance to play off each other. And uh, Dan asked us if we could sing some campfire songs. So it was a really good night that night. <laughs> now, when you when you finished rapping, did you get a chance to watch the movie before it got a release, or did you wait for it to get released? And what's your thoughts after watching it all put together? No, we, I, I didn't see any footage uh, until the premiere in Los okay. Angeles, which I think it was on, uh, it was early August. Um, and it was the first time that I've, I've been to an LA uh, premiere. Mm. Uh, and the first time that I was actually in a movie theater that was showing a movie that I was in. So I, 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 to be perfectly honest with you, I was a little shell-shocked. Okay. Um, so it was kind of like, oh, wow, this is so cool. Um, but I had to go home and when it was released on Hulu, then I had to watch it a few more times so I could actually take it in. And I was really super impressed with what, uh, what they came out with. Mm-hmm. It looks fantastic. Yeah. Do you, do you think we'll see another one? They were giving out little hints near the end of the movie. People were talking about it. Ooh, you know what? Like considering the success of this, I kind of feel like it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're going to find a, a different time zone, a different area of the world. Right. Um, and given, given that I feel that there's been fresh breath uh, into this franchise, uh, I, I, do, I do think it's a possibility. Absolutely. Yeah. It's great. Like, you ever go on Reddit? You ever see, like, what some people write on Reddit? It's like, they, they came out with two, two that we could possibly see. One would be, it'd be cool to see, like, a predator with a samurai's. Oh, yeah. Or during, like, a World War I, World War II type of thing, which that'd be kind of cool, I think. Oh, wow. Both of those would be pretty cool, actually. Yeah. What era would you want to see if you could? Where would you want to go with that? Oh, God, they're both. I mean, I don't know. Speaking of period pieces, that's another one I would like to play is Medieval. Um, But, uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, Samurais. uh, God, it's so hard. Samurais, World War II or World War I. I mean, those are both pretty, like, extremely cool situations to be in. Yeah. Yeah. So I mentioned now you have another project coming up soon in a few weeks. Uh, tell us a little about the an Amish secret. What's that all about? Uh, an Amish secret. Um, can't say too much about it just yet, um, but it is about a uh, young girl who is raised um, under the strict conditions of uh, the Amish culture, who uh, feels that it is not right for her. So she ends up trying to go out into the real world, for lack of better words, mm-hmm. and. Um, see if that works better for her now uh when's that when's that coming out late that october, is coming yeah right? that it was super late october uh, october 29th uh, 8 p.m on lifetime in the u.s all right now what's next for you now any other projects you're allowed to tell us about that you could tease a little bit yeah well i mean I, like i said the, the hulu one that's coming out um, I've also got a short film that I wrote, uh, helped that uh, co-directed and, and acted in that's going through the film festival circuit right now called, uh, my name is, uh, in addition to that, oh, bones of crows, which recently premiered at TIFF, uh, is coming out. So, uh, Mary Clements, um, wrote and directed this film, which is also a five hour miniseries that will be appearing on CBC. Okay. So the condensed version of the film my character is not in, but you will see it in the series when it comes out on CBC. 
That's great. Uh, Troy, how can the viewers and listeners find you on uh, social media to keep up with you, latest projects and everything? Uh, very cryptic handle. It is uh, Troy Mundle. Uh, at instagram there you go. <laughs> or uh, or facebook or what have you uh troy this was great uh thank you for coming out today give me a few minutes all right amazing thank you for having me straight to that again. that's a wrap that's a wrap everybody that's a wrap thanks for listening to the man cave chronicles podcast i finally get my man cave you can find us on twitter facebook and instagram at the mcc podcast and our website the mcc until next time, next time.